Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and this is a special request. So in the Disruptive Entrepreneur community and on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast, I've had a few requests on talking about mastermind groups. Should you set up your own? How do you infiltrate them? What are the benefits and purposes of them? How to leverage them, where to find them, etc. And so that's what this episode is about. And I also have a very special announcement at the end of this podcast and live video, so I'd encourage you to stay along. Mastermind groups were first popularized by Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich. And he says that the collective power of masterminds are one of the most important strategies for building wealth and becoming successful. And what a mastermind group is, is is a collective group of peers, of individuals of a similar level, of which you probably have one or two chairs or a slightly higher level, where you're able to brainstorm, strategize, solve problems, do joint ventures, etc. And, you know, if you think about it, it's a very short route to solving all your problems in business or whatever it is that you're looking to solve. Um, it's like an Illuminati. It's like a, a get-together of the most powerful people in your niche or industry. Now, there are two types of mastermind groups in terms of format and scale. So I'd say one is a boardroom type. Now, um, if you just look here, I wonder if I can show you in there. So that's my boardroom in there. We're just setting that up because I'm actually running um, a, a boardroom mastermind in my living room here. Let me take you around, actually. We've got about 10, how many seats have we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And my boardroom in there can take, what, about 14 around the boardroom. So uh, that sort of size is very personal. You can really do deep dives into each other's businesses. You get to know each other very well. There's really good trust um, because obviously it's not 50 or 60 people. So you feel like you can really share your challenges and problems and really go deep into your business without being judged or it getting out to a competitor, etc. So you have the boardroom format and I'll come back to that. And then you have more like a round table wider format where you could have 50 people, 60 people. Um, and in the boardroom format, if there's say 10 of you, and actually, I just showed you around my living room. Um, we find it better to do the masterminding in the living room, sat down in a bit more comfort than we do around a boardroom. It just seems to be more comfortable. The energy seems better. Some people like the boardroom format, hence why it's called boardroom mastermind. Uh, and if there's 10 of us and we go for, say, five hours, uh, excluding breaks, then that's 30 minutes deep dive on everybody's business. And 30 minutes is enough to really dig deep and get to the root cause of the problem. And normally what people raise as the initial problem isn't a problem you have to go you know, three layers down or even five layers down. I don't know if you've ever heard of the three whys or the five whys. Uh, you know, but why, 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 why? And you normally get to the root cause of the problem. With the sort of more scaled format, you might have 50 people. 
if you do a day's masterminding, then everyone can ask a question, you know, and everyone might get two minutes to ask, ask a question and then one or two minute answer. The good thing about a, a mastermind for 50 or 60 people is it will be cheaper for you to get in um, if you're running one, because let's look at it from both sides, whether you want to be in one or if you want to run one. Uh, so I'll try and um, give you both sides of the fence. So if you're running one, it's scalable, isn't it? Because, the, you know, in this room, 10, I, can, I can fit 12 people in maximum, maybe. So I can't really scale it, uh, which means the fees have to be much higher because you can't scale it because you've got to uh, factor your time in. Whereas if you have 50 or 60 people, um, and I don't really like it any more than that. Sometimes I've had 80 or 90 people. And what it has to be is just a Q&A. Uh, and, and really, it's a first come, first served Q&A. Um, so Samantha Brown has said 50 people in a mastermind. Wow, that wouldn't feel like a mastermind for me. Well, it might not for you, Sam, but it is a mastermind. It's just a different format. You might prefer the uh, 10 or 12 people format. But then if you want to pay 15 grand to get into that, that's normally um, the entrance cost. Um, now, some people might do them a little bit cheaper, but remember, the cheaper the mastermind fees, probably the less high quality the people in the room, because that's the filtering process. You know, you could call it something different. If there's 50 people, it could just be a, you know, a five hour question and answer session. But it's still a mastermind because the point of a mastermind is you get to submit your most challenging questions, which are your biggest challenges in business. And other people get to hear and get the vicarious, the voyeuristic, if you like, experience and answers to your questions. The great power of a mastermind over and above, say, mentoring, because mentoring is you can ask your questions from a mentor and they can uh, help get, give you experience and knowledge and wisdom and contacts. And that's great. But the downside of a mentoring, and, and you know, it's not that it's bad, it's just that what you don't get in a mentoring session is the question you didn't think to ask. So... You can only get the benefit out of your mentor, the problems and challenges that you bring to your mentor. Now, if your mentor is really good, they might be able to second guess some of the challenges you're going to have along the way. Um, and, and, you know, good mentors will do that. But whenever we do the, the, the masterminding um, in my living room, boardroom, wherever, um, people will tell you that at least 50%, sometimes 80% of the benefit of the mastermind are the questions that the other people asked that you didn't think to ask. Why didn't you think to ask it? Because you didn't think to ask it. Because you're not having that problem yet or because you forgot or because you were so focused on one problem, you weren't raising the other challenges that you're having in your business. And also, someone raises a problem a bit further down the line than you, you get the vicarious experience of that problem. You're able to solve that problem before it comes up as a problem because they asked it um, a bit further down the line than you would and so you don't ever get that problem. And so that's the benefit of so if you've got a mastermind of 50 people, you've got 49 questions and you could have 49 solutions to future problems. But like uh, Sam said, she doesn't like the group in 50 people because maybe it's not as intimate. Also, if you ask me a question and I've got a minute to answer it, I can't go deep as if I've got 30 minutes to answer it where I can go really deep and find the root cause and give you multiple solutions and multiple, um, you know, explore um, other areas maybe that you hadn't thought of. So, of course, that's, you know, the benefit of a deeper dive mastermind. So they're the two different formats. Now, generally speaking, if there's 50 or 60 people, if you run it, you know, then you could charge £100 a month. It'd be great revenue for you and good value for, um, you know, one of the people on your mastermind. Um, I've done group masterminding where I have about 30 people uh, and the fees I would charge for that are about six to eight thousand pounds a year. 
Um, the, but I suppose that's because I'm pretty experienced in mentoring and masterminding. If you ran one for £100 a month, you know, that's, that's a pretty competitive price. I.e. people would be pretty happy paying that. Um, that you're likely to get more joint ventures, more networking, etc. Now, if you want the boardroom format, 10 to 12 people, then the, the lowest fees I've ever seen for that are like five grand, but it probably wouldn't be someone I'd recommend. Um, we have Cayman, which is £25,000. I have my um, VIP mentoring program, which is a year-long program, which is £50,000. And I have Inner Circle Mastermind Elite, which actually is very competitive. It's actually a slightly lower price than both of those. But there's a reason for that because I only ever invite people I've worked with before into Inner Circle Mastermind Elite. And usually they've been through um, many of my programs. They know me very well because it's at my house as well. Um, you know, I obviously have to be careful with who I have. I've got about 10 cameras around the place and a very, um, very good security system just in case uh, wrong and infiltrates. And now the downside to a 10 to 12 person mastermind um, I'm, not, I'm not saying any are better or worse, by the way. I just want to give you the upsides and downsides. Is if you get a wrong one, in a 10 or 12 person mastermind, you know, like if you put a vampire in a room of 10 or 12 people, everyone's a vampire in the end, a bit like the walking dead. So um, if, you, if you have a bit of a wrong one, then that can infiltrate the group. But the way you solve that is you have an application process. So within a circle mastermind elite, which, I'm, which starts in about an hour and a half here at my house, um, what I do is I have an application process. Um, so it's about 15 questions I ask. And then after that, um, I review the application and if I think, yeah, that's a person, normally I want to know them. Um, but, but, you know, if they're really credible and they've got good experience, then I might let them in if I don't know them. I just accepted a chap called Hal Kalpesh, who I don't know that well, but he's been following my work for a long time. Someone else, uh, someone else I've just accepted called Tara Coley. She's been working with me for probably eight years. She was one of our early and best rent to rent students. Um, Ozan and Octa Redjep have been with me on a previous um, mentoring program and they wanted to move over to a mastermind. So you can see, you know, I know these people really well. So once I've got their um, application form, I'll give you a copy of my application form in a minute, by the way. You can apply if you want, because I've got two or three spaces left for the Inner Circle Mastermind Elite too. But if you want, you can also borrow that application form. Please tweak it a bit and make it yours. Don't completely nick it, but you know, you can add a bit of your own spice to it and have a good application process. So once I've got the application and it comes to me, then what I'll do is ask for a CV. Um, because sometimes people apply, but they'll bullshit a bit about their, their results and you don't want that. Now, I don't want someone in our Inner Circle Mastermind Elite who's worth 28 billion, unless they're the mentor. But I don't someone who's, want someone who's worth minus 48 billion um, because someone who's too high or too low in the group sort of puts the group out of kilter, unless there's someone who's too high as a mentor. So, you know, and that's not to say it's right or wrong. That's just qualifying the group. Um, because when you get 10 or 12 really good people at a similar level, so people in my Inner Circle Mastermind Elite group are normally at the £100,000 a year in business or personal income or more. Uh, obviously, the highest levels are Mark and myself because we're the mentors. Um, but we've got people who are making in the low millions as well who are the peers. And that's a good um, sort of group where everyone can get benefit, where everyone can teach each other stuff, where everyone, the rising tide lifts all ships. Um, so I've, I've got the application They've submitted the CV and then what we do, and I think this is something that most masterminds don't do, but it works really well, is we submit the CV to everyone in the group and everyone reads the CV. And of course, we get discretion and, and um, permission from the applicant and then um, the group votes. So what they, the group can never accuse me of just letting anyone in because I want to get, get mentoring fees, because if the group say no, it's a no. Uh, Therefore, we're getting well-qualified people because the group vote people in. We have to have a more, you know, a majority, i.e. more than 
And then if the person turns out to be wrong, they can't blame me. They have to blame themselves because they voted. And Mark and I, as the head mentors, don't vote. And that just seems to work really well. And we've never had to eject anyone in the group. And in fact, most of the group, what I do after their, um, their mentoring duration, you should do six months or a year, by the way, when you run a mentoring group, I think. They seem to work the best. Because any less, and it's not enough time to get good results from your students or to build goodwill or knowledge or rapport. Um, you know, it can take some, some people a few months to get going. So yeah, six months minimum, a year maximum. If it's too long, there's not the accountability to come. That being said, after the first round of time, six months or a year, I make a lifetime renewal offer um, and I offer a really competitive price for lifetime. It's about twice the price of the six month or the year program. And virtually everyone has joined the lifetime. Uh, and, and that's great. It's in my house. There's no overhead, you know, 70 quid, something like that in food. And, you know, overhead, so virtually no overhead. Um, also, we're going to be doing joint ventures together. We're going to be um, one guy's already in, invo- invited me to become part of one of his businesses. Um, many of the people become our trainers for our events. Um, I'm putting a package together to one of the people for an online um, property mentoring program. So, yeah, it, you know, like the, the lifetime offer usually works really well. Um, oh, my daughter's going to come and video bomb me again. <laughs> Hello, Baba. <laughs> you like the camera, don't you? Anyway, can I carry on with my podcast? All right, so let's carry on then. I've got a few notes here. Hopefully you're finding this useful. Now, um, Sam asked, and I had this on my agenda actually, about online versus um, in person. So in person, the benefits are you'll get more traction, more accountability. You'll build deeper rapport with the individuals. Uh, The downside is, you know, if some people uh, have to travel a long way or if you have a global following, then they can't come. Um, The upside of online is you can scale it. Now, you could have £100 a month and you could do online mentoring on, say, GoToWebinar or Zoom or Webinar Jam and you could have thousands of people. I'm currently running a six-month, roughly about 90-minute online coaching program. Now, really, you can't call online um, mentoring or masterminding as such if it's not one-to-one, if it's one-to-many. I think it's more like coaching. And masterminding and mentoring and coaching are all slightly different. Um, But with online, you could, uh, on my um, online six-month coaching program, which I I, um, charge for, um, or if you bought five of my money books, you can get on without the fee. Um, We've got nearly a thousand people on that. Um, And uh, I'll record all the sessions and then I'll probably put it in an automated online program. Uh, And then I could have a hundred thousand or a million people on that that online mastermind. But I prefer to call it coaching the masterminding because once it gets over sort of 60 or a hundred people, it's not really benefiting of the mastermind, is it? Because it's too many. Although you could say when I answer all the questions, that's the voyeuristic um, vicarious benefit of masterminding. All right, cool. So let me give you that link to my application process for Inner Circle Mastermind Elite at my boardroom, at my house. Feel free to apply if you think you're at the £100,000 a year to maybe five million a year level. Um, I've got about three places open for the second group and and then we just shut it pretty much forever. Um, Please don't apply if you're um, really struggling financially, you've got no money. Um, it's not that I don't want to work with you. I'll keep doing these live feeds for you. I'll do the, you can buy five of my books and do the online coaching. It's just that I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to ask for that fee from you if you're that level. And I would say, do the online group coaching, push yourself up, make some good money and then come back. 
Okay, so the link is bit.ly forward slash ICME2018. ICME or lowercase 2018. So that's as in Inner Circle Mastermind Elite 2018. bit.ly forward slash ICME2018. Now the applications come to me personally. So by all means, like I said, borrow that and add or tweak it 30% to use if you're ever going to run mastermind programs. If you're going to do sort of like a group one and there's like 50, 60, 100, I don't think you need as qualifying questions. Maybe you need three reasons you should be in it and, and maybe a few other details. So maybe reduce it by a half. Um, if you're doing mastermind programs only for millionaires, then you might want proof. Thanks for sharing the link, Sam, by the way. You might actually want proof of, say, high net worth. And, you know, you might want them to sort of uh, almost show you the evidence that they're a sophisticated investor by sending a sophisticated investor form or, you know, some kind of proof of the income. All right. So let me summarize everything I've done. And I want, again, I want you to look at this from two angles. One, getting in masterminds, because I believe if you're not in a mastermind, then you're not the ship that's getting, li getting lifted by the rising of the tide. Um, and if you have a good group that you're in or you run. Now, if you run a program, you get all the benefit of everyone else's answers as well. So it lifts you. Um, so I find it very motivating and empowering. And I often get lessons myself when I'm the head of a mastermind. Now, if you're not yet at the skill or experience level where you can head a mastermind, get in a mastermind, you know, learn for, for yourself and through everybody else and get to the point where you've got enough experience when you can run your own. So it's a collection of peers um, at different levels, but in, usually in a similar niche like business or personal development or, you know, the, the sport that you're in. Um, you generally tend to find the more successful people come. They form these private masterminds anyway. I'm a member of one called a syndicate, which is full of multimillionaires and pretty much all the biggest and best events companies in the UK um, are in that mastermind to some degree. Many of us have made tens of millions of pounds. Um, that's an invite only, though. Um, it does. They don't have to be paid, actually. Um, but if you want to do one where it's not paid, you've got to consider the following. Number one is it's a heck of a lot of work to run one. So if you're not charging any fees, then, you know, you're going to take a fair bit of overhead. Number two is if people don't pay, they won't turn up. It's just a simple fact. So you have all these good intentions to set one up or get in one that's free. And then over time, the membership just goes to nothing. And I've seen people, I've seen hundreds, maybe more masterminds being set up. Many of them piggybacked off progressive or little meetups and, and sort of mini VIPs. And I don't stop it because if you want to do one in your local area, great. And I can't stop it. But I would encourage you to have a fee, even if the fee only covers all the costs that you collectively cover together. So maybe the cost is, I don't know, everyone puts £100 a month in or everyone puts um, £500 a year in, in advance, because then you've got more reason to turn up, more accountability. Because as soon as you're busy or stressed or something's going on in your life, what are you going to drop? You're going to drop the thing that costs you no money. So, you know, you, and also this should justify your fees. Because some people say, oh, well, you can't charge tens of thousands of pounds just to tell people what to do. They've just got to learn through their mistakes. But actually, the higher the fee, the more accountability to the action steps, you know, the more qualification for the better people in the room, the better quality, the knowledge and information and experience that you're buying. So generally speaking, the, the, the fees are directly linked to the, the accountability, the commitment to action and therefore the results. 
Okay, you get new solutions to problems you never thought of. You get the vicarious experience of everybody else and the questions they ask. You get accountability. You get to do joint ventures. You get to work with people. You get to solve other people's problems, which increases your self-worth. And you get out of your day-to-day grind. You've probably heard, I interviewed him in one of my podcasts, Michael Gerber is famous for saying, working on your business, not in your business. You need to get out of your business for a day, a month at least, to stop working on the minutiae, the grind, the admin, the tiny little problems, the getting involved. You know, as they say, don't sweat the small stuff. You know, literally, I love the syndicate that I'm in because I drive two or three hours. Once a year, we have it at my house just because then they have to drive a few hours to mine. But, you know, you get, you get away and sometimes you're busy and you don't want to. You think you can't afford the time. And then you're driving, listening to podcasts. Your mind is emptying. You have some good ideas. You often have a lot of the good ideas when you're driving there and you're driving back. And then the first sort of hour, your brain's a bit... You're looking at your phone a lot. And sort of two hours in, you're really in the masterminding. Uh, and, you know, by the end of it, you've got loads of actions, loads of lessons. I usually get about 40 things I can implement in my business from a day's mastermind. 40 things. I mean, some people don't have 40 new ideas for their business in a year. I usually get 40 in a day. Um, I think it's some of the best leverage ever. It's probably the quickest route to getting wealthy without making your mistakes, getting the, the, the lowest cost vicarious experience. So it's as close to getting rich quick as one can get to without some kind of get richy quickie scheme. It forces you up to a new level. I think it's good when you're masterminding to have people above you, people on your level and people a bit below you. The people below you, you can help up. It increases your self-worth. You get to give. The people above you drag you up. So you get the fastest results from people helping you or above you. But it does make you feel a bit uncomfortable. Um, and so sometimes, you know, helping others and giving back increases that self-worth because sometimes, you know, if, if, you, if, you were the, if you were worth like 48 pence and everyone else in the boardroom is worth 48 billion, that's going to that's gonna challenge your self-worth. So it's good to have plus minus and then uh, equal is the peers. You know, we're all at a similar level. Um, so I think it's have to, good to have a good mix in your general life, not in, an, in, in a particular close mentoring group, for example. Um, it's wise not to waffle for hours and to bring your biggest problems. So if you collect through the week or the month, however often you're masterminding, and you bring your three biggest questions and challenges that you've got that you know would make the biggest difference if answered, that you can't answer because if you could answer, you'd have sold, that needs someone else's thought process to answer them, and then you bring them, you will, you will honestly, the, the friction will be completely reduced, the ceiling will be gone, and your business will significantly grow. Okay, so let me remind you then of that link where you can, if you want, apply for Inner Circle Mastermind Elite. Remember, it's for people who are doing about £100,000 a year in their business or earn about £100,000 a year uh, and up to about £5 million. Um, any, you know, if you're worth £100 million, um, that is, you're probably a bit above the group. But if you're in a lot of debt, then maybe you won't be able to afford the fees. There are fees. Uh, and because it's at my house, there's a fair amount of qualification. And also, if you want to borrow this qualification form, but change it 30% for your own purposes of running your masterminds, by all means, do. So it's bit.ly forward slash ICME2018. Sam, can you share that link again? Because you did it last time. Thank you very much. ICME2018, ICME lowercase 2018. Uh, that is the, the, the numbers. Um, and well, I've got about three places left for the, the second group of Inner Circle Mastermind Elite. The first group's been running for about five years, actually. Um, and every year we lose maybe one person and gain one person because um, someone feels they've got what they want out of it from Move On. Most of the people have done lifetime membership. 
Um, so yeah, if you'd like to infiltrate and actually be personally masterminded and mentored by me, you get full access to me, by the way, you get my mobile number, my email address. Um, so once you've joined, then you can book any one-to-ones with me as well. Um, we do joint ventures. I introduce you to some of my contacts, like my um, solicitors, lawyers, etc. Um, so yeah, you know, but um, remember, you have to apply, you have to fill in the form fully, and then you'd need to submit a CV, and that CV will need to go to the group, and the group will vote you in. All right, so thanks for tuning in, everyone. If you're watching, um, then find the link uh, on the screen. Uh, thank you for watching, being a follower of my work. Um, if you don't yet listen to the podcast, you need to listen to it on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. You can find that on Stitcher or iTunes. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you for listening. Uh, go and apply now on that link. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.